The scripture lesson for the morning is Psalm 98 and Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 through 20. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy before the Lord, the King. Let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the mountains sing together for joy. Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the earth in righteousness and the people with equity. And from Ephesians, speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless to us this meaning from his holy word. children have gotten us off to a start singing, haven't they? The people of God have always been a singing people. Moses, Miriam, David, the Levites, the priests, the sons of Korah, Mary, Paul, Silas, Jesus, and his disciples. They all sang. And we keep singing. Sometimes we sing gloriously. Sometimes, let's be honest, we sing pathetically. <laughs> but we sing. And singing expresses so many things in our life with God. Songs can express praise and pain, joy and hope, longing and thanks. Song can express grief and comfort. Singing can stir deep emotions with us. Certain songs and hymns connect with important personal experiences within our own lives. Let me just ask, what are some of your favorite hymns, some of your favorite songs that you love to sing? Just name them. Crown Him? A Mighty Fortress? Blessed Assurance? What was that one? The Lord's Prayer, yes. All the way my Savior leads me. Someone said, holy, holy, holy. How great thou art. Great is thy faithfulness. Amazing grace. That's not a bad one, is it? Our God of help. Our God, our help. Beautiful, yeah. We could just go on and on. There's just many, many hymns and songs of praise that move us and that touch us and that resonate with us. 
You know, the largest book in the Bible, the largest book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. And it is a song book. It's a song book of ancient Israel. Psalms were used to sing and to pray to the Lord. Psalms come from a Greek word that means songs. And the Hebrew title of the book of Psalms is the praises. Listen to just, just a sample of the multitude of verses in the Psalms that call us to sing. Psalm 9, I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Psalm 13, I will sing to the Lord because he's dealt bountifully with me. Psalm 33, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Psalm 40 says, he put a new song in my mouth. Psalm 59 came from a time when David's life was being threatened, but it shows that even in life-threatening situations, we can sing. But I will sing of your might, I will sing aloud of your steadfast love in the morning. O my strength, I will sing praises to you, for you, O God, are my fortress. Psalm 68, sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth, sing praises to the Lord. Psalm 95, oh come let us sing to the Lord, let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Psalm 104, I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. Psalm 135, praise the Lord, he is good, sing to his name for he is gracious. And Psalm 98 that we just read, that Tom read for us, that we all read together, it mentions song or singing six times, not to mention making melody and raising a joyful noise. As we affirmed last week, the main reason to sing is to praise God. We sing to put our eyes on the Lord because of his faithfulness, because of his love, because of his goodness, his grace, and his mercy, and everything else that he is and that he has done for us. And some of our best songs magnify the nature of God. One of the most glorious hymns that we sing, and I think someone mentioned it, is Holy, Holy, Holy. Uh, I'm going to ask, I'm going to have my daughter, Kara, who sings at Whitworth University, come up and help us sing our hymns today. Kara, would you come up? But this hymn, Holy, 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 was found stuck in a box with a bunch of other hymns written by Reginald Heber, and then it was discovered. And of course, it has become a classic, hasn't it? You know, I think someday people are going to find my sermons stuck away in a box, and they're going to discover them and say, wow, he was a genius. <laughs> the words to holy, holy, holy come right from the scripture, Revelation 4, where it says, and the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and inside, and day and night without ceasing they sing, and read this part with me, holy, 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 the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to the one who is seated on the throne, who is God, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall before the one who is seated on the throne and worship the one who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns, should mean cast their crowns, before the throne singing. Let's stand and sing this wondrous hymn together. Holy, holy, holy.
Let's make this one count. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. You may be seated. We sing the holiness of God in that hymn. We sing the glory of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, our one God, who is a triune God. And we sing the greatness of God. We sing to praise God. We also sing to be one, to unify ourselves. This thought from Dietrich Bonhoeffer certainly expands my idea of what it is we do when we come together and sing. He said, it is the voice of the church that is heard in singing together. It is not you that sings. It is the church that is singing. And you, as a member of the church, may share in its song. Thus, all singing together serves to widen our spiritual horizon, makes us see our little company as a member of the great Christian church on earth and help us willingly and gladly to join our singing, be it feeble or good, to the song of the church. We need our horizons widened. Last Sunday we affirmed that when we sing and we worship, we're joining others, we're getting out of ourselves, which is one of the radical things about churches. You know, you go to a concert and it's for us, it's for you, it's for our entertainment, it's for our consumption. But you enter a church and you're now joining with others to worship and sing to someone else, to enter a reality that is much greater than any one of us. And are there any places in the world where you go now and you go to sing and serve another instead of indulge yourself? Our music is not for entertainment. It's for God. We are the choir. We are the praise team. God is the audience, if you would, and it is to him that we sing. And people who come to worship only to get for themselves end up being quite stunted in faith. Singing unifies us. I mean, imagine if everyone sang what we want to sing as we want to sing it when we came. As a matter of fact, I want this side of the congregation, I want you to sing Amazing Grace on my cue, okay? I want you to sing Hark the Herald Angels Sing on my cue on this side, okay? This is our starting note. Mm, amazing grace, hark the he- One, two, one, two. Um, why it's better when we sing the same song (laughs) together. And I tried to pick good songs to sing. I even started you on key. (laughs) You know, there was a study done in Sweden just recently that studied the heart rates of choir members 
when they sing together. The results were published in, in the publication Frontiers in Neuroscience. And if your subscription to that has run out, let me just fill you in on what it said. Uh, the results were that singing in unison can have a calming effect on people's hearts. Researchers put pulse monitors um, to the singer's ears, and they measured the changes in the choir members' heart rates as they sang the harmonies of a particular Swedish hymn. And when the choir sang, their heart rates began to come down. Bjorn Vikoff of the Salgrenska Academy, who led the project, said, when you sing the phrases, it's a form of guided breathing. You exhale on the phrases and breathe in between the phrases. When you exhale, the heart slows down. But what really struck him was that it took almost no time for the singer's heart rates to become synchronized. And they, they, they had pulse monitors that they were reading, and it started out as bunch, just a bunch of jagged lines, but pretty soon as they began to sing, all the lines began to come together and peak and go down just as one. And he said, it's a beautiful way to feel. You're not alone, but you're with others who feel the same way as you sing that. Now, we don't sing for the physical or the scientific effects, but it's interesting to think about how our singing deeply touches our spirits and our beings and what it does to us as we sing together. In Romans, Paul writes, may the God of steadfastness and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, so that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Singing is one of the ways we, with one voice, glorify our God and Father. Sometimes songs can be ridiculously thin and silly. Uh, there's a criticism of some contemporary songs that do that. But, you know, that's slowly changing. Um, and there are many newer songs that are deeply rich with imagery about God and the life of faith. Here's a song that was written just a few years ago. It's called How He Loves Us. We sing it quite a bit at 11 o'clock, and then we've sung it at the Mount. And I've asked Jason Stevens, our 11 o'clock music leader, to come and, and lead us in this song. Jason? He is jealous Loves like a hurricane, I am a tree. Bend me the knee, the weight of his winds and the sea. When all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory, and I realize just how beautiful you are and how your affections are for me. Oh, how he loves us all. Oh, how he loves us. How he loves us all. Jealous for us. And that picture of us like trees bending in the hurricane of his mercy. You know, God will bend us, but he'll never let us break. But he may bend us a little bit. Our afflictions eclipsed 
hidden, covered by his glory, by his purposes, by what he wants to accomplish, and his affections for us are great. Note these words as we sing them together. Let's all join in those words that Tara just sang for us. He is jealous to me. Loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. eclipsed by glory when I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me and oh how he loves us so oh how he loves us how he loves us This song was written by a songwriter named John Michael McMillan after he learned of the death of his friend who was a youth minister. His friend's name was Stephen. And one night at an all-church prayer meeting, Stephen prayed that he would give his life if it would shake the youth of this nation. And that night, Stephen was in a multi-car accident that took his life. McMillan was in Jacksonville, Florida. He was working on a recording. And after he learned of his friend's death, he wrote the song, How He Loves, as a tribute. And he said, also out of need, as a kind of conversation with God where he could express his frustration and his emotions over his best friend's death. McMillan said that the love that this song sings about is not the pretty Hollywood type of love that we often get. No, this is a love that is willing to love even through difficult things and through the mess of life. McMillan said this song isn't a celebration of weakness and anger. It's a celebration of a God who would want to hang with us through those things, who would want to be a part of our life through those things. And despite who we are, he would want to be a part of us, our community, and our family. Listen to the rest of this song.
grace is an ocean. We're all sinking, aren't we? A couple Sundays ago, I said that there is more grace in God than there is sin in you and me. And I think that song sings that as we think about God's grace. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Cher. Let's receive our offering. You know, Paul writes in two of his letters that we are to speak to one another with spiritual songs and hymns and psalms. And we do this to make melody in our hearts. And he says we do it to give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we give our offering, we give thanks for what God has done for us. We give thanks for everything that he is to us. So let's sing a song of thanks and of our need for Jesus as we receive this morning. Let's sing our hymn and the song, There is a Redeemer, Jesus, God's O Son, as we receive our offering. God's own Son, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One. Thank you, O my Father, for giving us your Son and leaving your Spirit. Your son. 
for all your blessings, for all your goodness to us, Lord, we give to you, thanking you for all your provision in our lives. Put your praise and thanksgiving in our hearts now and always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus Paid It All is a hymn, an old traditional hymn that speaks of what Jesus did for us on the cross. You know, the words to this old hymn, which is being renewed and being picked up by many, many young contemporary worship singers and leaders, it was written by a woman named Elvina Hall while she was in her church in Baltimore many years ago, bored to tears as the pastor droned on and on and on in a prayer that morning. And as her mind wandered, she picked up her hymnal, and in one of the blank pages on the flap, she began to scribble these words to Jesus paid it all. Amazing what happens when we get bored in church and the wonderful things God does in that, right? Let's sing this hymn together. Let's stand. verse and when before As I said last week, you know, churches are getting over our midlife crisis about reclaiming the rich and wonderful heritage of hymns, and Jesus paid it all as an example. Those of you who may be newer to Christ, maybe you've only worshipped in worship settings that have only sung newer songs of the past 10 or 20 years, I encourage you to become 
exposed to some of the wonderful hymns of our faith. You can find any number of fresh and new variations of those hymns that are recorded today and available. Hymns um, are filled with meaty, soul-stirring theology, helping us think about God and getting a new vision of Him. Many hymns come right from the words of Scripture. Other hymns uh, sometimes help us to pray. I think of, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord of My Heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou My Wisdom, and Thou My True Word. I ever with Thee, and Thou with me, Lord. Get a copy of a hymnal and just read the words devotionally in your own quiet times of prayer. Let those words resound in your hearts. Take hymns like the wonderful cross, when I survey the wonders cross, O love that will not let me go, um, my Jesus, I love thee, and meditate on them. Uh, you know, more contemporary music sometimes gets criticized for being mindlessly repetitive. Uh, I mean, uh, Sometimes we sing, we love you, Jesus, over and over again, and uh, there isn't much to that line. I pretty much get it the first time. You probably do, too. Uh, there's a song that we sing, um, a praise song. It's popular today. We sing it at 11 o'clock called Marvelous Light, and it's a great song, but it has this one song, Lift My Hands and Spin Around. Please. <laughs> Are you going to lift your hands and spin around? What is this, a Zumba class? You know? <laughs> And we've conveniently taken that line out when Jason leads us in it otherwise in what is a very solid song. But you know, some of, but some of the traditional hymns get us into shallow water too. Uh, the old hymn, At the Cross, At the Cross, uh, where I first saw the light. And it sings, And now I am happy all the day. Oh, really? Are you happy every day and all the time? Always joyous, particularly when we're singing about the cross. Is that your experience? Never sad, never burdened? Hmm. I heard of a hymn one time called God of Concrete, God of Steel. You know, we always need to ask, what is the message? What are we singing? Because we need to come with our hearts, but we also need to come with our minds. You know, some parts of the church have refused to sing certain songs because they find, well, maybe they're not appropriate. For example, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Remember that one? And people have said, well, this stirs up images of what Christians did during the, cruci during the crusades through Europe in the name of the cross, causing incredible carnage and death one of the darker periods of church history, there's no doubt. And then some argue that if we don't sing that, we're just succumbing to political correctness. But then I heard of a church in New York City, back in the 1980s, where a young man died of AIDS. And at his funeral, as they carried his coffin out of the church, and as they processed, many people put their hands on his casket, and as they came out, they sang, Onward, Christian Soldiers. That puts a different spin on that hymn, doesn't it? There can be more than one way to sing a song. And I must say, much of what I experience in trying to be faithful to Jesus is a battle. We're in a spiritual battle. I am a soldier. It's all to say, let's pay attention to what we sing and why we sing it, engaging our minds, engaging our hearts. Some of the best songs just tell us about Christ. 
and tell us the story of his life. One such song is In Christ Alone, which sounds like an older song, but it's really a newer song written by uh, some Irish composers just uh, within the past few years. Keith and, Ke- uh, Keith and his wife, I can't think of her name. The- Carrie, thank you. Getty, sing this song. Uh, let's read the first verse of this song together. It's good to read the verses sometimes and know what we're singing, and then we'll sing it. Read it with me. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, When fears are stilled, when strivings cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. Let's just sing that together in Christ alone. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace, when
It's all there, isn't it? We stand in his love. We stand in his death. We stand in his blood. We stand in his power. How does a song last through the centuries? Why do we keep singing a song hundreds of years later? I don't know, but I think that song has staying power. I think we'll be singing that in 200 years. Almost 1,700 years ago in a sermon, St. Augustine said this. From Psalm 98, he said, Sing to the Lord a new song. But I do sing, you may reply. You sing, of course you sing. I can hear you. But make sure that your life sings the same tune as your mouth. Sing with your voices. Sing with your hearts. Sing with your lips. Sing with your lives. The singer himself is the praise contained in the song. Do you want to speak the praise of God? Be yourselves what you speak. If you live good lives, you are his praise. I think of that line we sing and come thou fount of every blessing. Tune my heart to sing your praise. Tune my heart, Lord, so that what I sing is the same way that I live. And singing to the Lord can help us do that, to tune our hearts to the Lord. And sometimes we do that with voices that are strong and loud. Sometimes we sing with deep reverence and wonder. Sometimes we sing with great joy and other times through tears. But God's people sing. We sing because of the one who has redeemed us and loves us. We sing because we have a God who is worth celebrating. We sing to lift up our hearts when we are down or to bring joy to our hearts and help them when they are sad. We sing to affirm our faith. We sing to the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me as we join in our prayers of the people, our Lord's Prayer, and then we will sing to end our service. Lord, you are our strength and our song, and you have become our salvation. Because you are our salvation, we come in confidence with our hearts and our lives to you.